Welcome to the Legal Pad Podcast, presented by Brashears Miller. The Legal Pad Podcast is dedicated to educating people and businesses through legal planning, strategy, and optimization. Join Sean Miller and Brian Brashears as they discuss various legal issues and matters in today's legal and business climate. In today's episode, Sean's going to talk about operating agreements. Thanks for joining us today. Sorry for the tardiness of this episode. Brian and I have actually been tied up in some pretty exciting litigation um, these last couple of weeks. Now, our primary focus for our law firm is on transactional work, starting businesses, helping businesses strategize like that. But we always love to strap our cleats on and get playing on the field when we have the chance. So unrelated to any of that, today we're going to be talking about what is an LLC operating agreement. An LLC operating agreement is one of the most common documents we draft for our clients. It's basically the document that controls the LLC, which is the most common business formation for small businesses and startups, and it's what 90% of our clients opt for and that we suggest going with when we advise on starting a business. Now, what is an LLC operating agreement? An LLC operating agreement is the document that's going to guide the overall organization. It's going to include things like tax considerations, how many members there are, how the management's structured, what the members' investments are going to look like, how profits are going to be allocated, things like that. And it's important to have one whether you're a single-member LLC, meaning that there's just one person that owns the business, or a multi-member LLC. And Brian discussed some of the benefits of this structure on the last episode about taxes and liabilities. Um, But even if you're a single-member LLC, there's a number of reasons to make sure that you have a really good operating agreement. Whether you decide to eventually take on a partner or whether you're developing the business for the purposes of growing it to sell it later on, It's always really important. Most states um, even require this agreement, so it's it's, uh, pretty important. Now, one of the gatekeeping decisions that's going to be made in the operating agreement is whether or not the LLC is going to be member-managed or manager-managed. A multiple-member LLC can be set up so that all of the members have the authority to run the day-to-day operations of the business, which would be a member-managed LLC or so that managers or a committee of managers uh, can be designated to run the business. Now, typically, once again, with the businesses we deal with, it's going to be one person. They're going to be the member manager. Brian and I are set up as a PLLC with a member-managed formation. Um, So the manager-managed formation is going to be a little rarer for our clients, but still something to be aware of. Now, the basic provisions of the operating agreement for an LLC are going to include things like the identifying information, talking about you know the name of the LLC, its address, uh, where its offices might be, um, you know its registered agent, which is very important. And in Texas, for example, the registered agent is also going to have to be filed with the state. Um, some will include a statement of intent. This is typically just boilerplate language saying that the LLC is there to conduct um, you know, business in accordance with the laws of that state. Some states have more stringent requirements. Um, you know, it's very boilerplate language. Um, 
the business purpose. Once again, it's going to be just simple boilerplate language about the purpose that the business has been set up for. This will be more important if it's going to be a medium to large size business where you know you might eventually go public and have shareholders and you'll run into issues about you know are we getting away from the core purposes of the business. So it's an important consideration for future growth, but typically in your initial operating agreement. It's going to be very rudimentary, very boilerplate language. Term term is something that has gotten less and less important um, with the LLC. It's, you know, how long is the business going to last? Is this LLC being set up for a certain amount of time? In most cases, it's going to be an indefinite term, um, meaning that the business or the LLC is going to operate until it's dissolved by its members. Um, tax treatment, how they want the business to be taxed can be laid out in the operating agreement, whether you're electing sole proprietorship tax status, partnership tax status, or corporate tax status. Now, um, once again, like, like I've said, a lot of our businesses that we deal with are single member LLCs, but another provision that most of these operating agreements are going to have is some language about the admission of new members. Um, you know, how, how is the contribution going to work? What's the manner in which they're going to acquire their partial ownership payment, um, you know, uh, member payments, that kind of thing. Other provisions to think about are the identifications of the members of the LLC, which could be names, addresses, their titles. Uh, once again, this is more optional, and it's the kind of thing where it just really depends on a case-by-case basis how deep you want to go with this. Capital contributions, including the initial the initial capital investment made by members of the LLC into the business and how that determines their portion of ownership. Additional capital contributions is going to be a more important section because this is going to talk about what if the LLC runs out of money? What portion of capital is each member going to be responsible for putting up? Is it going to be even? Are some members going to have to put up a greater share of capital if the if the LLC runs into problems, so this is a this is definitely a growth oriented provision that's really important to think about at the outset of the LLC. So a few years down the line, if your business is struggling, you're not having to hash it out with a bunch of unhappy uh, partner members. Distribution of profits and losses kind of figures into the the same situation. If the business is doing well. How are the members going to be paid off of the profits? If the business is taking heavy losses, who's going to feel those losses the most and how much? Another thing that you can structure in your operating agreement is how often are the members going to meet and how is the voting going to be carried out? Uh, Once again, this is going to be on a very case-by-case basis. Some states are going to be more stringent in these requirements than others. Um, so it's important to have an attorney make sure that you're in compliance with this, but are you going to have quarterly meetings, annual meetings, monthly meetings? If you're voting on things for the business, is it going to be a simple majority to win? Can a plurality win? So important factors to think of, especially if you're dealing with member partners and not just a single member LLC. Management, um, determining, you know, you're going to have the members most likely managing the business, but is is there going to be some sort of executive leadership? If so, how will that structure be delegated? Will there be vice presidents? Will they report to chair people? Will they report to 
president a president will they report to CEO and who will the CEO and president report to so once again you know not necessarily for a small business the most important consideration but if you are looking to grow your business long term um, definitely something important to think of another important thing to think about too is putting in provisions for the withdrawal of members so let's say someone wants to leave eventually are you going to have it set up so that they automatically have to give other members the right to buy first. Can they sell to anybody? Can they only sell to members? Um, all important factors because you want to have a certain level of control over who you're going to be doing business with. If you put up an investment to start a business, you don't want somebody to be able to just leave and then stick you with somebody that is is not going to be helping your investment long term. Transfer of interest is going to tie into this to, you know, how is that uh, membership for a member who wishes to leave? How's that transfer going to happen? Can one member buy part of an interest of another member? Can a member dilute their membership? Can they grow their membership? Meaning they buy more membership from the other members. What happens if a member dies? Is their spouse going to be allowed to keep it or their family? or, Or is the membership portion going to revert automatically back to the LLC? And the LLC will have to compensate the estates. And um, so these are just important things you want to think about if you're in a growth-oriented business. Now, if you have just a simple, let's say, retail operation and no aspirations to make a huge business, let's say it's more of a hobby, these things are going to be important considerations but less important. But if you're looking at starting a business that you think you can really grow into something, it's really important to have an attorney help you at the beginning So you're not dealing with these struggles on an ad hoc basis when things are going really well or really poorly. And you have to make a decision based on emotion, anger, or you might accidentally be in such a good mood you give away the whole farm to uh, new money that wants to come into the business. And then another important consideration, too, is is having some language in the operating agreement about uh, dissolution of the business, meaning... You know, let's say no, you're in a business with your member partners. You don't want to be in this business anymore. You decide to wind down the business, or you're forced into bankruptcy liquidation. How's that gonna How's that gonna work? Who's gonna be responsible for selling off the assets of the business and managing the winding down, which is the close the closing down of the business? So it's an important consideration to have too, because you don't want to be left you know figuring this out at the very end when things have gone really poorly or let's say you've sold the business the llc to a larger business what responsibilities are you going to have to complete before um you know you get paid for selling off that business so you want to lay that out very clearly in the operating agreements and these are all important things to have an attorney help you with if you don't have a strong background in drafting these kinds of agreements because they might seem like, you know, afterthoughts at the outset, but it's better to have a solid foundation at the outset of your business than to have to put these things together ad hoc at the very last minute. So all important things to think of, there's always more that you can add to an operating agreement, but you also run into the problem of overthinking it. So once again, it's really important to have great legal help on this. Have a great week. Thanks.
The Legal Pad Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only, does not offer legal advice, and does not take the place of a consultation with an attorney or other professional with appropriate expertise or experience. Quotations from cases, pleadings, discovery, and other sources are for illustrative purposes only and are not suitable for the use of litigation in any particular case. The Legal Pad Podcast and its affiliates disclaim any liability or responsibility for loss or damage resulting from the use of the content of its episodes or information, ideas, or opinions presented.